You are listening to The Current Podcast, the official podcast of UC San Diego's IT Services Department. I'm your host, Miguel Rodriguez. Today is Wednesday, March 24th. We are just one week from the big day. Yep, lots happening on March 31st. First of all, it's National Tater Day. This spuds for you. And I must say, it is making me miss terribly my almost weekly breakfast tater tots at Pines. And here's a shout out to our security team, because it's also World Backup Day. Dear listener, in journalism, they call this burying the lead, because on March 31st, the world globally unites to celebrate a very special birthday. If you ask me, they should make a holiday out of it. Well, they kind of did. Happy early birthday to the late Cesar Chavez. This Friday is a holiday to commemorate the man and his contributions to labor rights and civil rights. If there are any other important birthdays on the 31st, do let me know. I also know that it is the birthday of one René Descartes, too. Coming up, we've got a double header. First, we pulled together a few members of our ever-growing Toastmasters Club. Then we'll check in with Yvonne Tevis from the Office of the President. She's got tips and tricks for improving your Sauter Award submission. Are you ready to get toasted? Take it away, Angie. Angie Lou here, and I'm here with the Geek Masters. They're in the house today. We've got, we've got Manisha Konadia, the Director of Student Affairs, Information Services, and our Madam President. Paul Kruger, the Project Operations Analyst and Vice President of Membership. And our first-time podcaster, Ashish Pandit, the IT Architect and Chartered Member. Welcome, everyone, to the podcast. Paul, can you tell us what you actually do as the project operations analyst, please? Oh, man. See, this is what I was trying to avoid. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> no, actually, uh, so what I'm trying to do is trying to standardize and operationalize how we do projects here at IT Services. Uh, a lot of data is being created while running projects, and all that data goes into our Project Activity Hub to give us a lot of reports that we want to see that Vince loves and uh, that we all use to better carry out our projects going forward. So I'm trying to standardize that process, make it easier for everybody. And I also fix things that get broken along the way. I can concur with that statement. He fixes a lot of things that are break. So I appreciate that, Paul. Let's go to Manisha now. Manisha, what's a day in your life as the Director of Student Affairs Information Services? All I can say is my day never goes as planned. <laughs> Not there. Uh, so if you're asking for my a day in my life, um, my job revolves around uh, running operations for various units in student affairs. We serve entire student life, athletics and recreation, student retention and success, global education. So all units under those. And we provide solutions, custom and or vended in we just run operations as business wants us to based on their needs and demands. How about you, Ashish, the first time podcaster? Well, as an IT architect, we are responsible for providing the 
platform for integrating systems. As you know, part of ESR, a lot of applications were moved to SaaS in the cloud, and all these applications need to talk. So as part of my job, we provide the platform so that these applications talk to each other, we mature the practices, and we help developers to perform well. We're going to actually get into why we're here today, which is to talk about ITS's own Toastmaster Club, the Geek Masters. I want to start with Paul. Why did you join Toastmasters? Well, I believe it or not, people that know me would probably not believe that I was a terrible public speaker, you know, in high school and all those years prior to joining the military. But when I was in the Navy, I pretty much got thrust into a leadership training position and I learned real quick how to do public speaking. Uh, it wasn't really the, the best uh, style because it was very rough and ill-prepared, you know, because you're just trying to get a whole bunch of dudes that don't want to pay attention to pay attention, which is what made me want to become a professor. Just kidding. But uh, once I got out of the military, I did a lot more speech courses in uh, college and did a lot more public speaking opportunities, presentation, things like that. And I felt like I was getting better and better at it. But then I, I uh, recently was one of the MCs at Process Palooza, what, three years ago, four years ago, three years ago. Oh my gosh, I don't even know him anymore. It's been so long. And I felt like, oh yeah, this is going to be great. This is going to be fun. But I just felt so ill-prepared and it just, I did not think it was a very good, uh, see, I'm doing my, uh, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> I didn't think it was a very good performance on my part. So I was like, I really need to actually get formal training and help and try to improve my public speaking so that I don't embarrass myself in front of the EVC again. <laughs> good plan. Good plan. Manisha, how about you? And I actually, uh, I think communication is key for all walks of our life. So Everybody needs to improve on communication, on how they uh, interact with colleagues, friends, family. Uh, so that's my main goal to join uh, Toastmasters for, is to improve in any shape or form I can. The other aspects of it is that I really aspire to do uh, talks, whether it's being TED Talks, whether it's being uh, talks for various committees and conferences I'm part of. And re recently, I. Uh, you know, I started getting a request to be roundtable speaker and be a speaker at conferences, like for the Women in Technology and uh, Women in Science and Technology Conference. And I was preparing and I was delivering, but I really thought that if I step up my game, uh, I would provide better value and connect with the audience more. So that's one of the primary reasons uh, I decided to embark on those questions. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, that is one of the reasons why we always ask Manisha to be on the podcast. <laughs> is it because we know that she wants to work on that and that it's important in life to be able to communicate well. So thanks, Manisha. How about you, Ashish? So uh, as Manisha said, communication is so much critical in anything that you do. Uh, as an architect, I convey my ideas as a, in a leadership position, I have different audience. Uh, I love to give presentation. I have also given presentations outside the work in front of hundreds of people. Mm. But always it takes a long time to prepare. And I just thought maybe joining Toastmaster, give ideas about how other people, they do the preparation. 
I'll get the feedback and that will improve. So that's uh, one of the reason. Believe it or not, I had checked out Toastmaster twice uh, mm. before, but the timing and the location didn't work out uh, mm. for some reason. And when uh, this opportunity came, I said, perfect, because uh, timing works and the location works. I mean, there is nothing better than Zoom, right? So <laughs> uh, I did not even think twice. Uh, it has been amazing so far. That's great. I love how you said there's nothing better than Zoom, Ashish. I don't know if everybody would feel the same about that, but hey, to each their own. Okay, let's get into expectations, right? I often get asked the question, what's Toastmasters? What are you guys making bread? Like, what were you expecting when you heard about ITS forming a club called Toastmasters? Let's start with Paul. You know, it's, I, I only laugh about that because I very recently was talking to a friend of mine that said, oh, I got a speech for Toastmasters. Like, what is that about? Toasting bread? She said the exact same thing. So that's the only reason I was laughing. I'm like, no, it's not breakfast. It's a, it's a speech. Like, you're giving a toast, you know? So um, I had actually heard about Toastmasters um, just kind of in passing because uh, they had, you know, all these lists of leadership type organizations that you might be interested and, you know, they give you a packet of pamphlets when you're a graduating veteran. You're like, all right, now get out of my office. But I uh, never really kind of gave it much thought. And then Moshgan Amini, our boss, our boss's boss, uh, recently uh, she kept talking it up and saying how, how great it is and how much fun it is and how it's such a great thing. And we should start our own club. And I was completely on board. Let's start a club. How many people do we need? 20. Okay, we got like five. So <laughs> from that... From the uh, inception of the idea of having a Geek Masters, which uh, is, in, of course, inspired by the whole UC San Diego geek moniker, but since the inception of that, it's it's been a little bit of a process, and of course, the pandemic really kind of hindered that until we realized, you know, it's actually kind of easier to put together uh, a Toastmasters if it's on Zoom, because we don't have to go to a, a conference room or, you know, someplace on campus or something like that, so it's actually a little bit easier to meet. I'm kind of looking forward to doing my first speech in person. That's going to be a lot different than looking at my screen with the little googly eyes that I put on the camera. <laughs> I thought those googly eyes were us that you're talking about. I'm glad it's the camera. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I, I literally put googly eyes on my camera so that I could make eye contact. <laughs> well, that's that's brilliant. Nicely done there. How about you, Manisha? So expectations. Angie, um, my daughter once competed in a Toastmasters speeching contest at the Del Mar Fair, uh, and she placed also. But uh, having seen that, my expectation coming into Toastmasters was that they will teach us how to give a speech. Uh, we have to give a speech and listen to others give a speech. My expectation was there will be like a set agenda. These are the do's and don'ts and do this or don't do that. But I was really taken aback in a positive taken aback that Toastmasters is so much more. I've, I did not expect the structure it has in the meetings and how there is so much aid in the Toastmasters website and the Toastmasters community to play with the structure that best suits you. And the resources that I saw on the Toastmasters website are immense. All you need is time, which is <laughs> and um, And I, I'm, I'm learning more and more about how many uh, efforts are going on in the district to you know, expand this community and engage with this community more. And furthermore, I really like how Toastmasters has various levels and pathways that each member can embark on. And it is your choice. 
They even have a quiz that helps you select the pathway. And it's all about time, Angie. That's what I feel, that you can set your own goals, you can work at your own pace, and you can progress through those, one or many. So I, I have to say Toastmasters until now is just beyond my expectation on what can be achieved. I actually, well, I actually just took that assessment earlier today, right before this uh, podcast with my mentor, Angie Liu. <laughs> what was the path that you decided on? Dynamic leadership. So Ashish, how about you? Did Toastmasters meet your expectations or was it as weird as you thought it was going to be? <laughs> well, the expectations were, well, I'll, I'll learn something new, right? I didn't come with a detailed analysis of what I'm going to do, but I just thought it's an opportunity to meet some new people outside my project. Uh, we'll talk about some non-technical stuff, learn something new, sharpen the edge. And honestly, it's way more than that. As uh, Manisha said, the whole structured aspect was kind of uh, unexpected. The, the leadership aspect and in all ways, uh, it was pretty impressive. Thank you, Ashish. We talked about why we joined Toastmasters and what we expected. Let's actually go around the table and talk about what we've learned and maybe some like, you know, tips we can give others that can't join Toastmasters or why they should join Toastmasters. Let's start with Paul. I definitely learned that I need to prepare better sometimes, uh, even if I'm passionate about a topic that I can really just get into and just talk about it for years, like history. If people who know me know that, I could just talk about history for hours and not shut up. But when it comes to specific topics, I really need to actually kind of prepare a little bit more of a structure and, you know, introduction, things like that. I also realized that I say, um, a lot. And it's something that I don't even notice, but when I say, um, they're like, you said, um, again. And then once I start to catch my ums, I completely derail myself and my speech goes off into who knows what, because I forget what I was talking about. So it's, it's that little bit of self-improvement that I like to do. See, now I'm thinking about saying ums. <laughs> that little bit of self-improvement that I like to do to make my speeches a little bit better. And that way I could uh, be a little bit, see, I just said a, uh, a better, uh, effective uh, communicator. Thanks, Paul. Manisha, what about you? I concur with Paul on the preparation aspect. Uh, definitely, I had heard that, uh, you know, speakers, when they go up on stage, they rehearse it. I never believed it. Some people seem so natural at it. But I have noticed myself that even though we may love to talk, but being prepared for a speech really finesses it more. So I, I like the finesse I can bring to a speech if I've prepared it rather than I wing it, which is most of the times. <laughs> So I love I, I love the realization of that aspect, and uh, I think the twofold gains of not only being in the Toastmaster Geekmasters Club, but it being an ITS internal club, that is I think a cherry on the top. Mm -hmm. uh, what I have learned about my colleagues has been immense. The the members of the Toastmasters and the leadership of the Geekmasters itself, the officers, I have such a good time collaborating with them and just interacting with them on how to take this uh, club to the next level. So I think I'm learning about my colleagues while I learn how to prepare for good speeches. And I'm just having fun with all these hmm. members, so. Yay, thanks, Manisha. Ashish? There's so much uh, I've learned. The, the whole aspect, right? Organizing your thoughts. Do you prepare it as a text? Do you prepare it as a 
points, right? Or do you just do extempore? It uh, helps to organize your thought, but more importantly, it gives you a chance to take up different roles. It makes you a bit of a risk taker because you have never done it. Sometimes you don't even have much notice, right? So you have to figure it out. Uh, that has been fantastic. One thing I've noticed is a uh, feedback mechanism. Honestly, I have been amazed by the creative feedback that you get that actually lifts you up and uh, kind of pushes you to be do better next time. Now, the other aspect that Manisha talked about, uh, get to know each other, absolutely. As a part of Toastmaster, you get to give your first icebreaker uh, speech, uh, give your background, and you get to learn so much about your colleagues that you may not even have known working with them for five, 10, 15 years. Other thing is people have different hobbies, different interests, and you get to learn from them. Uh, for example, Paul had a, such a great talk on history. And <laughs> I'm not a history person, but honestly that day, I was like so impressed. I said, history should have been this fun and not the way they taught in the school, <laughs> right? And the right. last thing I'll say, you get to pick your own topic as part of your prepared speech, right? And you can pick any leadership topic or any other topic that you like. Uh, one of the time I remember I picked a topic about learning. And guess what? I learned so much about formal and informal learning that I'm applying that everywhere I go and I'm talking to my daughter about it. So overall, uh, yes, you do get cursed about counting arms and rooms when others talk, but other than that, it's fantastic. Ashish, I mean, curse is a strong word, right? We just kind of remind you that you say it every once in a while. It's not that bad. <laughs> well, guys, is there anything else you want to share about Geek Masters or Toastmasters in general before we finish this podcast? I know there's a lot of people that might not be comfortable speaking in public, but the cool thing about this group is we are all very kind to each other and we ex we hope that we get constructive criticism back. So we're actually kind of looking forward to like, how was my speech? What did I do wrong? Help me. And so it's, it's actually a lot of fun and people look forward to it because it's just a good group of positive people trying to help each other out and trying to make each other better. So um, if you're kind of afraid of speaking in front of people you don't know, try to check us out and you'll get to know us real quick and uh, practice those skills for, for later on. I would say, um, I would highlight the aspect of the size of the speeches. So you're not writing a 15, 30 minute speech. These are short speech speeches. You learn to speak concisely, clearly. You need to get to the material, wanting people to learn more about you or on the topic you're speaking. And Talking about feedback, I think Ashi brought a good point. The feedback mechanism of Toastmaster is really, really good, written, verbal. So I should ask Ashish, Ashish, how's the lighting on my face today? <laughs> and if you want to know why I'm asking Ashish that, certainly come to one of our Toastmasters Geekmasters meeting. Wow, that was fantastic, Manisha. I would say uh, you, you can improve anything that you're doing with the skills that you learn at Toastmaster. Right, uh, you will have fun, but while you are having fun, you are also learning, and uh, you will have more fun in your work because you are going to meet the same people in some of your meetings, and you will start counting their arms and rooms. Trust me, 
<laughs> but that is a fun part. <laughs> Wait, are you counting them and then telling them or sliding a piece of paper with a count? Or are you just counting them in your head? Because I, I want to be prepared when I'm in meetings with you. When I'm in the meeting, usually I just count it in my head. I don't let them know. <laughs> I, I would love to, somebody at the end of a meeting with that. <laughs> by the way, 15 pumps, I'll take it down a notch. That's funny. Thank you guys for sharing what you guys learned from Toastmasters. My take on Toastmasters is that it is very important for all of us to be able to be effective communicators. I definitely use Toastmasters all the time when I'm moderating, say, a podcast, when I'm facilitating a meeting. Those skills are translatable to all walks of life. When I'm trying to facilitate a discussion between my two nephews that are fighting, those skills, again, are very applicable. So yes, uh, what I learned from Toastmasters has been very valuable. And that's probably the biggest reason why everybody should join. You know, These skills, again, it's not just about speaking in public. It's about being able to facilitate your life. Is that too deep? That sounds too deep, doesn't it? Know thyself. Know thyself. Thank you, Paul. All right. Well, thank you guys again for coming. Appreciate you spending your time here on the podcast and talking a little bit more about the Geek Masters Club. Big thank you to Angie, Manisha, Paul, and Ashish. Just don't get too good. I don't want you coming for my job as a podcast host with the most. And now, speaking of someone who could really do with a turn at Toastmasters, here's Mark Herzberger to talk Solder Awards. This is Mark Herzberger. I'm joined by Yvonne Tevis. She is Chief of Staff at University of California Office of the President, Information Technology Services. Yvonne, welcome to the pod. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much, Mark. You are our first uh, Office of the President guest on the <laughs> podcast. We're going to ask you a couple of questions about the Sauter Awards. The submission uh, season is mm -hmm. now open. Yes. Um, what makes a project or achievement worthy of a Sauter Award? Well, you know, the, the official title of the program is the Sauter Award for Innovation in Information Technology. And I find that people get a little hung up on that word innovation. And I think it's really important to think more about impact. So if you look on the program description, there are five selection criteria. And just quickly, you know, yes, the first one is be innovative. The project should be innovative or have the potential to affect broad positive change, demonstrate collaboration, improve efficiency or usability and, or be shareable. And so if you really think about it, all of those things are about some project that has had some significant, meaningful impact. So that's how I think about the awards. Okay. And what are, what are some of your top tips for a well-conceived submission? <laughs> yes. So think about the selection committee and have some mercy on them. Remember, they're reading a lot of applications. And so you want to make an application that's frankly easy and interesting for them to read. Um, you want to not have it be a technical description, but rather to tell a narrative. So think about, first of all, what is the problem that your, that your project was trying to solve? And then how did your project solve that problem? And what has been the result and the impact? That's really the arc of the narrative of the story that you want to tell. And you, you want to keep your project description short 
we say five pages, absolutely. You can even do less than five pages as long as you're telling a compelling story. But remember again, the selection committee has to read through these. And so you wanna keep it short and crisp and interesting for them. And if a, you know, an individual or their team, uh, their project is recognized with the solder gold or silver award, what does that mean? Or what does that convey within the UC-wide tech community? To me, it's really meaningful that CIOs are the ones who select the awards. They don't hand it down to you know, some, someone who works and reports to them. They themselves, about five CIOs every year, come together to read through all the applications and to select those projects that they think are the most impactful for the university. And so it's, it's pretty meaningful when you think about it from that standpoint. They always really enjoy the process because they get to read about projects across the whole UC system. They get just this wonderful demonstration of the enthusiasm of IT teams for the work they're doing. And then they get to make these selections. Of course, for the, for the recipients, not only is it wonderful that they know their project was selected by CIOs, but normally when we get to present the awards at the in-person UC Tech annual conference, it's just so, so great and thrilling to be able to walk up to the stage and there in front of all your peers, you know, get recognized for the work that you've done. I had no idea that it was at the CIO level that did the mm -hmm. So I learned something. Great. Thank you so much for joining us, Yvonne, and let, the, let those five CIOs know there will be a flood of applications from UC San Diego this year. Wonderful. We look forward to it. Thank you, Mark. <laughs> you got it. I sure hope you're enjoying this podcast. Remember to let your fellow IT services staff members know that this podcast exists. Get everyone to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you can get your podcasts. This podcast is a collaborative effort, and we want to hear from you. If you have any ideas for podcasts or topics, send them to me at its-podcast at ucsd.edu. That's it for today. Keep an ear out for the next episode of The Current Daily.